0: Hello, everyone. Here is Daniel Budai with the new episode of our e-commerce podcast. And today I'm here with Franklin Falla, and he's the founder of SwissTronics. And uh, this company is a Canadian-based electronics company. And it was founded 11 years ago. And uh, many different things happened uh, in the past 11 years. Today we will discuss a few of these. Uh, Franklin is also a huge fan of Gary Vee, just like me. So we share some Uh, interest on that uh, area as well hey Franklin how are you today
1: good thanks for having me Daniel
0: so let's start with the beginning Um, when did you start the company exactly and what was your initial motivation back then
1: okay so I formally started the company back in 2012 I didn't really have a formal motivation behind it. I think ever since I can remember, I've always had a passion for uh, commerce in any form. I just love the transaction side of it. And even prior to me being in this uh, industry, dating back to like elementary school, I would sell snacks to other kids by going to the dollar store and having a markup on it. Or I would go on eBay and purchase jerseys and resell them to my classmates and things like that. So I've just always been in love with business. And the thing is, uh, with cell phones, there was a website back in the day called Craigslist. I think it's still around. It's more of a classified ad. And I would used to buy phones from people that they would get on contract. Because back in the day, you could sign like a three-year contract and get the phone for like $100. And I would buy it from people for, let's say, maybe $200. And then I would, you know, sell it somewhere a little lower than the outright price from the carrier. And it kind of just snowballed into a business of its own. I did that throughout university. Uh, It was a way of me paying for my books and meals and things like that. And, you know, things aligned where they did towards the end of my uh, tenure at school. And it became a business.
0: Yeah, amazing. Did Did you partner up with someone or are you the only founder?
1: Yeah, so I actually partnered with a childhood friend of mine. Uh, We grew up together. We actually worked at McDonald's together. And uh, we've been partners ever since in this business and many other businesses as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how do you see your uh, partnership? Are you similar personalities or very different? I can see different setups. What, What worked for you?
1: Uh, I think we do have different personalities, but I think that's what makes our partnership so special because we complement areas where each of us falls short. And, you know, it's, it's almost like having a set of eyes in the back of your head. You know, it's really hard to do things on your own, but if you have someone that's just as passionate as you and is willing to put forth the same, or if not more work than you and, uh, let you know when you're falling short and you can also hold the other person accountable, I think it's, uh, You know an equation for success
0: yeah i think trust and accountability is the key when you have a partnership a business partnership what are those areas where you excel and what are those where the other person
1: is better you think Uh, oh you're asking for my strengths and weaknesses now (laughs)
0: Um, Share open um, to share go ahead
1: you know it's not necessarily like a weakness but i'd say you know being a being a founder of a business you don't always get to you know immerse yourself in like the transactional side of stuff there's so much other stuff outside of a business that people don't really you know discuss you know in terms of management and things like that and you know operating so many different moving pieces especially for us like we have multiple retail locations we're not franchised right so we're all, we're very hands-on with our retail locations we have an online operation. And like I said, we have other businesses as well, right? So in the day-to-day, it's so easy to overlook things and, you know, just to have an extra set of eyes because it's so easy for anybody to fall short, right? Like running a business, you're going to make great decisions and make not so great decisions, not, not the greatest decisions, right? So yeah, sure. as long as you can, you have someone to, you know, weigh that out with and you can at least see it from a different set of lenses, I think uh, it's definitely helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah i agree so what was the can you tell us a few milestones from the past 11 years what were the main challenges for you the main milestones that you know you remember
1: um okay so sorry let me just take you down uh, memory lane so in 2012 we incorporated the business at that point i was still operating out of my mother's house so we turned her uh we turned her basement into a warehouse, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, ha- we we grew so quickly at that point that we had to find a warehouse location. So we were kind of forced to find a location. It was a small little, I think it was like 700 square foot place. It was like the back of another office. They, they, they rented out a little small part of their larger warehouse. And we were paying like, I want to say like $700 a month at that time. And we were able to, you know, operate out of there. But then when you're, when you're starting so small, it's so easy to compound and grow. So we quickly grew and we uh, had to get a bigger location. And this was probably like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we actually opened our first retail location out in North York, Ontario. And uh, I think a year or so after that, we opened another retail location in Mississauga, and then after that, maybe another two years later, we opened a downtown location. So we had three retail locations at that point and we also had a warehouse. And then right after 2019 came COVID and you know, things got disrupted for a little bit for us because we didn't know which way the world was heading. We actually, uh, we considered closing down our stores because it didn't seem like there was light at the end of the tunnel. But you know, fortunately, we had an online business and then something new came about it's called curbside pickup. And then we quickly implemented that into our website and the pandemic almost became, you know, a tailwind for us rather than a headwind. And then we saw a great surge in, uh, in the e-commerce sales, right? Because there was a lot of money stimulating in the economy. And, um, now we're winding down from that. Right. And, uh, 2023 we're heading into now and, we're just trying to build up on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. So let, let's slow down a bit. Uh, you mentioned the different uh, physical locations. That now you have three, right? Three That's locations. Correct. And uh, why did you decide to have those? Because you know, so many businesses they are happy with their e-commerce. Maybe they go to Amazon or Walmart, whatever. But they just keep it online. But you didn't, and uh, you kept both e-commerce and brick and mortar. And why is that?
1: Okay, so there was a number of decisions. Uh, Number one, when we opened our first retail store, I didn't look at it necessarily like just a retail store. Uh, It was actually uh, a retail space we purchased the property at. So we almost looked at it as if it was a real estate opportunity in its own. But at the same time, I wanted to also, you know, think about how I could add more value to our customers because there's obviously competitors in every business. And when I looked at the landscape of it, I said, okay, how can I separate myself from competitors? And what I found was a lot of the big players online in our industry, they didn't have a retail space. So I felt yeah. as if if I could open a retail location, I'd give customers another sense of security where they felt like, okay, because there's already a, a, you know, a large cohort of people that are skeptical about purchasing online. So I figured if I at least have a physical space but have more confidence in purchasing from us cuz they have a a place to to attribute the business to, right? Not just an online place and then they can also come in, see, touch, feel and interact in person with uh, you know, our team and stuff before they make purchases.
0: Yeah. Can you see th- that those people who enter your physical store, they buy later online? So can you see the overlap or 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 naturally can you even track it somehow?
1: Uh, you know, there are ways to do it with Google Analytics, but there's just so much nuance to it that it's very hard to like say things with 100% certainty because at the same time you might attract a customer, but they may not convert into a customer months later. And like I said, we operate on so many different channels that customer might purchase it from our Amazon store, and we might not actually realize it, or they might buy it from our website, yeah. or they might go to another retail location because it might be closer to their house or closer to work or whatnot. So we just look at everything as a whole. I'm not sure if that's the right way to look at it, you know, but we just try to build up on on all, build up on all areas, and fire off on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, I talk to many e-commerce businesses who also have physical uh, locations or even an Amazon or Walmart store. And nowadays companies, software companies, they work on attribution and having everything in one place. And I think we are going into a good direction, like with Google ads, TikTok ads, Facebook ads, email yeah. But uh, Amazon physical locations, it's still not solved at all. Like, it's just very hard to track it. It's not even possible nowadays. So yeah,
1: they're it's behemoth, something right? To, it's very hard.
0: Yeah. Something to solve for the tech guys in the next years. Yeah. But I agree that the physical location definitely adds an extra value. I recently talked to a few companies. Some of them, they were even in the podcast and they shared the same thing that, they I, I remember a leather brand in the US and they have a showroom and they have physical stores where they make the products and people can watch it and they can buy it uh, in place. So <clears throat> I think that's a great right. approach. And when it comes to products, so I could see that you, se- you sell uh, multiple products from Apple, Samsung, uh, ch- the different Chinese brands. So how does a cooperation
1: work with these brands um can you just elaborate on that question a little bit i don't want to yeah yeah sure so right.
0: because it's electronics right so uh, right. you cannot uh, or i mean you can manufacture your product but it's more difficult than in a fashion brand for example so if someone right. wants to sell iphones then how is it possible like you have to reach out to them you have to show that you are a legit company or or how does it work at all
1: uh, it's a little com- more complicated than that, you know, it's an industry of its own. You know, we buy from different markets, we buy from other distributors. It's just so many different ways. It's kind of, you got to, I I can't actually tell, tell you how to go about it, because I'm sure everybody uh, has their different channels and whatnot. So
0: yeah. yeah, 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 sure. So let's talk about the marketing side of things. Like you mentioned Google Ads. Um Amazon, how do you attract your customers nowadays, especially online?
1: Online, you know one thing we we're really grateful for is the old fashioned word of mouth. We try to leave a lasting impression with all of our customers because I do understand you know one happy customer can translate into many others just by you know passing on the message about, hey, I had a good experience at this store and whatnot. And the good thing is the Tam, the total addressable market for our uh, industries almost the whole population, right? Like everybody needs a <laughs> yeah. smartphone in this day and age. Everybody, well, most people are transitioning to like smart, wear, smart watches and headphones and wearables and things of that sort. So that's one of the things we rely on. Obviously we spend a great deal of money on advertising such as Google. Amazon has a pretty effective uh, marketing platform. There's Facebook uh, and there's just uh also, email marketing, too, which is really important. And the one thing about having your own website, opposed to selling on Amazon, is that you don't necessarily have to, I like to say, rent the customer. Because on Amazon, you don't necessarily have a direct communication with customers. But I feel like when you have your own website, you can create a more personal uh, feel to it, right? And give more value to customers. So those are yeah. some of the ways we uh, advertise.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. and. Do you manage these channels by yourself, or your partner, or do you have, I don't know, maybe um, team members managing it? What is the current setup?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> well, I don't have <laughs> or the time to really uh, put forth focus. But I do have uh, a group of people that work on that within our company, and uh, they analyze data. They come up with campaigns. Every now and then, they'll include me to get my take on it, or if I, you know, have a thought in the shower. <laughs> i uh I present it to the group, and uh we run with it, but uh I'm definitely not the mastermind behind that.
0: yeah, you seem to be the person who who you don't do the technical things, but you you know you just keep the whole team together, right all the smart people uh, and maybe you manage the deals with the partners. I don't know, but it's it seems like that for me.
1: I get involved in some technical areas. I'm more back end not necessarily mm-hmm. with like customer acquisition. So like when it comes to like uh, managing the website or implementing new uh, software and things like that, because it's more than what meets the eye. Like on the outside looking in, it might seem like we're just selling cell phones, and putting it on the yeah. website. But in this day and age, selling online, you almost are a tech company, whether or not you're selling electronics, fabric, or even like snacks online you have to have some form of technology and that's what's going to give you uh an edge over your competition because there's only so much time in a day and there's so many people so many types of software that automate things that make your life easier and and help you scale things right so that's where i'm more involved on and obviously i do uh consider like growth and things like that but uh that's kind of like my role at the company
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i have a specific question and you either know the answer or not but let me ask you so on the website i could see that uh people they can create an account and i don't know if yes if i want to buy i have to or not it's just optional but why is that because so many people they say that this is an old thing don't create an account because it slows down the buying process but other, on the other end, uh, I can see many companies that they require that, especially big brands, big companies. So I'm just curious why you you have it on the website. Is there any specific reason?
1: Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to creating an account, uh, I think most companies do it for email marketing. But yeah. with us, a couple of years ago, you know, we had an idea that we wanted to pretty much give more value to our customers. So the thing is, when you register for an account with us. Uh, you have the option of opting out of email marketing. We're not one of those companies that, you know, take your information and, you know, solicit emails, but we also give back points and rewards and just something as simple as signing up for an account will get you points on your account. When you get a certain amount of points, you can put it towards purchases and things of that nature. So, it's highly it's highly uh recommended that you sign up for an account with us.
0: Yeah, so it's a kind of loyalty program. They get these
1: points. Exactly. Yeah even like doing things as simple as liking our Facebook page will get you uh, points. There's just so many ways to get points. And I'm just really like, I'm more in love with like the whole transactional and like uh, building a customer and, you know, growing the type of the the business in a sense. Like I look at myself more as a builder, you know, I'm not physically building something, but um, to see your business grow from like, I don't know, tens of thousands within its first years. And then, compounding that growth year over year for over a decade now it, it, it's something to really look back on and uh be thankful yeah for yeah
0: like a snowball not just a crash and burn yeah. after one year right like many companies yeah, they it, do
1: it's very hard it's this is the side of it they don't talk about right You're you're constantly reinventing the wheel because nothing stays the same you know there's a saying by jeff bezos i'm not sure if you heard of him but he said that you know one day all businesses die and when you really look back at it, there's not too many businesses that have been around forever because there's always new technology that comes into play, newer and better. And uh, the only way you're going to have an edge on it is if you really, uh, you know, adapt with the times.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, talking about these guys, uh, I think Warren Buffett showed once the list of the top ten companies back in like 88 or 89. And like eight of eight of the top 10, they were Japanese companies. And now if you look at the top 10, it's all tech companies. So who knows what will happen 20 years later? So
1: exactly, exactly.
0: It changes fast, right? So yeah.
1: yeah. Another one of my favorite people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, um, you know, people who inspire you. I know you are a big fan of Gary Vee, but... Is there anyone else who you really look up to? And it can be even a friend or someone who know closely. But is, is there anyone that you really follow? And um, yeah, I'm just curious.
1: Um, you know, if there is, like, I guess you could say an outsider I really look up to, although I don't really know them. Uh, I think I really look up to Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. and it's not only because of what he's been able to accomplish over the span of his lifetime, but just who he is as a thinker. Like I've read every like book I can on him. I've watched countless amount of his annual um, meetings and things like that in Omaha, Mm -hmm. Nebraska. And it's just, he's such a simple guy and he loves what he does. And I kind of see myself like that. Like my happy place is when I'm in my office working, there's no other place I'd rather be. And um, he always says like, work a job that you would work for free. And I would do what I do for free for us in my life if I could, because I'm just so in love with what I do. And like the way he approaches things is so methodical and he, and he simplifies things. I feel, I feel like we make things a lot more difficult than they need to be. Mm -hmm. And him, like, uh, I don't know him personally, but just from what I get from the sense that, you know, why make life harder than you need to, Yeah, maybe that's why he's, he's lived so long too. I think he's like 95 or 96, right?
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: and he he drinks coca-cola every day and (laughs) like
0: yeah 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 i really like that i think his breakfast is mcdonald's every morning i heard i heard that
1: yeah yeah see so simple but then you know on a personal level people that you know i really look up to and inspire honestly the people i work with because i think i work with a special group of people you know it's almost like I'm they're almost like family to me, right? Like a lot of these people have been working with me since the inception of the company. And um I'm I'm inspired and motivi- motivated by a lot of them as well because how they dedicate themselves and you know how they always put forth their best effort and uh just uh working with them is re- really great and it motivates me to push harder.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Uh, one more question on my side. So it seems to me that you you are someone who followed your passion. You said at the beginning that You really liked commerce, even in elementary school or high high school. But um, you think that people, they should follow their passion or, or not really? Because, you know, many times people, they are passionate about things, but it's very hard to earn money with those kind of things. And maybe it's not even recommended, right? So sometimes it's a tough decision what to follow. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, as cliche as it sounds, I do think people should follow their passion. But again, I think like there's a lot of things that come into play. I think it depends on what point of your life you're in. You know, I was very fortunate to get my feet wet at a very early age. Um, I didn't have children. I didn't have a family at that point. So, you know, my downside risk was very, very limited. I didn't really have much to lose. I was a student in university. And, you know, if this didn't work out, then I guess I would have found a job in the field that I went to school for or whatnot. But if you're really passionate about something, I think you know you should really go for it because we only have one life to live. And I think there's nothing more painful than looking back and thinking the what ifs. And when and I and I know you mentioned about you know the the monetization from it, but I think you know. In the, in the journey of you know building something, I think that should be the last, the least of your focus, because I feel like profit follows itself afterwards. If you're so immersed in something and you continue to work at it bit by bit, piece by piece, I think you know you will reap the, the rewards in the end, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I can't
1: yeah. think of like all industries, but I'm just thinking about mine, for example. Like it didn't start out the way it did. I didn't know it would get to the point that it was going to get to. I just kind of did it as. A way to get by and it snowballed and i know i was fortunate in that sense because of the economy and like the people i met and the opportunities i grasped at because uh i can't really take full you know credit for the, the way things have worked out and and all that
0: yeah 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 i think that's great so this is your mindset that it, and this worked for you and hopefully it will work for others as well who listen to us i have one more question Absolutely. to you so is yeah, there anyone else or sorry any anything else you want to share with our audience? Let's say there is someone listening to us just starting out his or her e-commerce business or just start out 1 2 years ago and I'm pretty sure there are many shiny objects around us, you know, I don't want to say examples but I think everyone <laughs> could name a few things. So right. yeah, what would you tell to those young people?
1: Oh, well, to the young people out there, I would tell them to bet on themselves because, you know, at the end of the day, they are the future. And just be honest with yourself, right? Are you passionate about this because you actually want to do this? Or are you passionate about this because you don't want to work a job? You know, that's two completely different things. Because if you're doing it because you don't want to work a job, that means you're chasing money. And that kind of goes against my philosophy. But yeah. I think everybody's born with a talent. Not everyone gets an opportunity to explore their talents. But if you do have the opportunity to do that, go, go, you know, go forth with it. And I know our passions change over time. Our tastes change. Like, you may not like the same thing that you liked a couple of years ago. But along that journey, I'm sure, like, you pick things up and you learn things as you go. Like, I didn't start by selling electronics. Like I was saying, I was selling clothes that I bought on eBay and things like that. And obviously, fashion changes and things like that. But I took those little bits and pieces that I gained along the way and I apply it to the things I do today, right? Even if it was as, easy, as simple as making shipping labels or, you know, buying shipping boxes and wholesale compared to buying them at the post office, it's just the little things you learn along the way, right? And then even how to deal with customers because every business has a customer, right? And you might not be, you know, very customer centric at first, but You'll learn that you need to be customer centric if you want to have any form of success, right? So that's kind of like my advice to future generations. And their opportunities are are limitless because, you know, you and I, like, we come from the generation of like bridging from offline to online. What a world has opened up for us. Look at us today talking on, you know, from our respective locations on other sides of the world. This wasn't necessarily possible 20 years ago, right? in this quality as well in real time, you know? So we're very fortunate for the technology we have, and I'm very, very optimistic about the technology that's going to come. And I think it's gonna unlock uh, even more opportunities for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think we have to appreciate the fact that technology made the entry barrier to start a business, it's it's lower than ever, especially in online business. So it's a great opportunity for everyone out there.
1: It's made the world smaller.
0: Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot, Franklin. It was a great conversation. We talked about not yeah. just technical things and marketing, but also how you get uh, inspired and, uh, and why to follow passion. And I think we heard a few great uh, recommendations and, and advice from Franklin today. So thanks again, uh, Franklin, and also everyone who listened to us today. Stay tuned because every week we come out with new episodes. Also, in the description, I will put the link of uh, Franklin's store so everyone can check it out. Get your new iPhone from his store. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks everyone again and have a great day.
1: Thank you for having me.